It's the E-Commerce Minute, your daily dose of e-commerce, tech, and retail news with your hosts, John Suter, Bart Moraz, and Brittany Blackman. The E-Commerce Minute is a production of Sumo Heavy, a digital commerce consulting firm located in Brooklyn, New York, and Philadelphia. Find us on the web at sumoheavy.com. It's E-Commerce Minute, episode 735. And today's episode, Stitch Fix, to lay off 1,400 people higher in lower cost cities. In March, Stitch Fix announced the temporary closure of two distribution centers due to public health orders responding to COVID-19. In April, like many retailers, it withdrew its financial forecast for the fiscal year, and things have slowly gone downhill from there. Stitch Fix, the San Francisco-based online personal styling service, announced that it will lay off 1,400 stylists, representing almost 20% of its workforce. The personal stylists make up a large portion of the total staff, about 5,100 out of 8,000 total employees, and a big part of their costs. They offer style recommendations in addition to Stitch Fix's algorithms and data analytics that personalize the clothes for its customers. Most of the layoffs will take place in September, and those affected will have the opportunity to relocate and stay with the company. The online retailer says it will be hiring about 2,000 stylists in lower-cost locations like Dallas, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Minneapolis, and Austin beginning this summer and going through 2021. Employees who do not want to relocate will receive a minimum two-week severance payment, continued health care, employment assistance, and possible bonuses for staying on until the layoffs are complete. Stitch Fix went public in 2017 and has a valuation of under $2 billion and was once considered a, quote, unicorn, unquote, due to its fast growth. Like many companies in this current economic environment, Stitch Fix seeks to control costs. According to an internal memo, the company said, quote, as we grow and want to invest in our other styling hubs around the country, it does not make financial sense to maintain a large styling team in California, end quote. Even as stores begin to open up, balancing health and safety measures will challenge consumers' receptiveness to features that people love about stores. Chief Executive Katrina Lake says that Stitch Fix's model is a solution that will sustain and enable consumer style preferences in a world with far less ability and appetite for physical retail shopping. So what we're seeing here is a trend. This is the tip of the spear. This is the beginning you could also look at Facebook. You can look at Twitter. This has a lot to do with, obviously, the Stitch Fix's bottom line, but it also has to do with remote work. Not so much, okay, because the stylists are all probably mostly remote anyway, but the fact is that people, now that they have the ability to remote work, they can choose to live wherever they want. But what happens is, if you're a Facebook engineer living in San Francisco and decide, you know what? This is awesome. I'm buying a ranch in Montana. Facebook's going to go, hold on, buddy. We're not going to pay you. 275, we're going to pay you what is commiserate in your ranch town in Montana. And I think a lot of companies are starting to look at that. And listen, this has all happened within a matter of a few months where suddenly the culture of work has completely shifted. And again, I'll point again to this. This is more of a, a fiscal decision here by Stitch Fix, but as part of a broader shift in how remote work is treated. And they're even saying it. It's like, you know what? We don't need a California stylist because this girl, we pay her too much. We're going to find a girl who lives in a town in Texas and we're going to, we, we pay her two thirds. And that fixes our bottom line. And we still get the same, hopefully the same quality of work from that person. I don't know if you guys just heard me like abruptly get off the podcast, but I just had to throw my headphones off and run away because Hoagie was doing the thing where he was scratching the screen of the window again. Britney's cat is trying to escape. Like literally now there's like actual holes in it and I'm gonna... All right, you need to take active measures. That cat's gonna get out. Yeah, I know. Anyway, 
Anyway, so I went on my long rant about work there, but actually this, again, is about the bottom line for Stitch Fix. It says here in our notes that many Stitch Fix customers are going for just the, I want to buy this, I don't want to have the style thing, the direct buy option. It makes sense. Um, it I does. Mean, that's what I would want. So I know a little bit about Stitch Fix because the lady friend uses that and she said great success with that. But every once in a while, she'll get a box and she'll hold it up and she'll go, what is this lady thinking? Or no, I'm being sexist. Maybe it's a man who's the stylist. I have no idea. Who is this stylist? Who did this stylist buy this for? But generally, they really knock it out of the park. And I think for someone who is design challenged, like my lady friend, it's great. And if they continue to guide you through that, even if it's direct to buy, I think then that wins more loyal customers that way. I think it's a great service. I mean, they've had their problems, but I just can't believe they hire, they have that many stylists. I know. Cause yeah, I, I wonder- don't know of many people who use the stylists. Yeah. Like I, mean, I they- didn't realize the volume of people that were using the stylists. Yeah. 5,100 stylists. I mean, like, they can't all be full-time, right? Most of the employees laid off are part-time employees. Ah, uh, yes. So there's a little fly in the ointment there where they're like, oh, we're going to give you, we're going to continue to pay our health insurance. Well, the ones that are part-time didn't have health insurance to begin with. So uh, unfortunately, it was probably a lot of these stylists were doing it as a side hustle or a second job. And now they're uh, SOL unless they're living in Minneapolis or Austin, Texas. So... <laughs> Yeah. That's sad. Wow, that's that's that, that whole the whole cool. gigging economy is definitely interesting. There's so much to say about that. In that the gig economy is great. So if you've got a job and you're kind of making your nut and you're able to pay your bills, but you want to you want to make a little extra money, you want to pay down your debt, you want to or you pay off a medical bill, or something happens, you want to make another pay. Just you know what, pick up an Uber out and do that for a while. Mm-hmm. That's how it used yeah. to be. But now you have people who are driving Uber. Lyft, doing Grubhub, doing all these gigs, Instacart, they're doing all these just to cobble together a full-time salary, working themselves to death, being underpaid and not getting benefits. That is the danger of the gig economy in that we're just, we're burning out people. And, and obviously we've have the past three months with all the safety issues, they're essential workers, but we don't pay them that way. And it's unfortunate. That's too. That's one of the biggest realizations that people should have been going through in the past couple months. Yeah. If they haven't made that connection yet, I'm sorry for them, but it's the <laughs> truth. <laughs> yeah, it is indeed. It is indeed. Okay, we'll close this one with a little stat time. Stitch Fix reported a third quarter net loss of 33 cents, a revenue of $371.7 million. By the end of March, Stitch Fix said its U.S. warehouse capacity had fallen by nearly 70% as it was forced to close some buildings due to the pandemic. Chief Executive Katrina Lake expects Stitch Fix to return to revenue growth by its fiscal fourth quarter as more of its warehouses are back up and running. It has, in the meantime, forecast its gross margin will widen to 2 to 3 percentage points from the 40.8% it reported during last quarter. The online personal styling service shares were down about 6% in after-hour trading following the report. And Stitch Fix shares altogether are down about 2.5% this year. It has a market cap of $2.6 billion. But I think a lot of these clothing retailers will bounce back once we get to the, and I do the giant air quotes, back to normal. But who the hell knows? Can't predict that. Yeah, back to normal, whatever that is. Whatever that is. All right. (laughs) What was that part? Don't be no normal. There's no normal. Whatever normal is at that moment. That's true. So true. So true. All right. That is your e-commerce minute for today. We'll see you on the internet tomorrow. That's it for today's show. 
If you like the show, do us a favor and subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And don't forget, you can now listen to the e-commerce minute on your Amazon device. Just add e-commerce minute to your flash briefing. And finally, if you have a comment or suggestion or just want to say hi, find us on social media at Sumo Heavy. <laughs>